Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Joe Tells All. On, in this episode, I kind of had to go off script just because the topic that I was going to talk about, it does relate to society now, but I kind of wanted to change it up a bit. I know recently I've been talking about motivation. I've been speaking about uh, pretty much pulling through. And so that is going to be, be the main topic of my podcast from now on. Um, because I see that motivation and religious aspect of life is very important. Although I am going to keep it um, as neutral as possible. I will have some religious topics on, uh, religious people on. I am going to have um, people who don't even believe in God and that's okay. Um, the important thing is that I that that life needs motivation. People in life need motivation. Without that motivation, it's hard to go through life because at the first moment that you struggle, you just want to quit. And so, I'm here to be that backbone for all the people who don't have a voice. Just to let you, just to give you a little background, I'm I I've had to struggle my whole entire life. Um, I'm not very, I'm a very honest person. Well, okay, let's say I'm not very prudent. So anything that comes into my mind, I kind of say. I've gotten better at it thanks to my wife, um, but I do say things that come to mind for the most part and I, I dislike it. And because of that, many people dislike me um, and that's okay, it's okay to be disliked. Um, but I do try hard not to be disliked. I don't try hard in the sense that I go out of my way to do an extracurricular activity with someone. Um, but I do show respect for someone who doesn't like me. Um, I talk to them. I say hello. Um, maybe I won't hang out with them, but I will have a conversation with them. Is there going to be a trust? Maybe not. And that's okay. Um, so growing up, I kind of had this struggle within me of uh, being very insecure, very, like I said, very imprudent. I would, um, and then I always felt neglected by my dad, um, by people just because of my status. And so growing up in that way made me feel that I wasn't a part of anything. My friends could travel, their parents had money to travel. Um, for Christmas, they would always receive good gifts, the gifts that they always wanted. And so and so I would always see that and I would always complain. I would always complain to life. I would always complain to God. And I would always, and I just felt this void in me. And so um, as I grew, you know, going from elementary, I would always get in trouble by my teachers. Um, and sometimes it wasn't my fault. Sometimes it was just, it just so happened that someone would blame me for something and that's okay. And so I kind of grew this, this hatred towards people and this hatred became a rebelliousness in me. And so I just began to get in trouble on purpose because I found that people liked me more 
when I was a bad kid, when I was the one getting suspended, when I was the one always getting yelled at by the teacher, getting sent to the, to the principal's office, sitting outside of the classroom. And so the more I did that, the more I realized that these kids were actually liking me, were starting to talk to me, would say hello to me in the, um, uh, out in the hall. Um, some girls actually liked me and wanted to date me because of the little bad boy facade that I was given. And so, um, that little by little grew in me and I grew more rebellious. I began, you know, to do drugs. I began to do stuff that, you know, the bad boy would do, you know? And so that just became me. So parents didn't want me to hang out with their kids because I was a bad kid. Um, people at church kind of know me uh, growing up. And so um, they've seen this this bad boy facade that I gave and I'm not really a bad boy, you know? I mean, now of course I'll probably uh, get down um, to, to, you know, maybe violently fight someone, which I hope I never do, right? Uh, that's not my goal. My goal is not to fight anymore. My, my goal is to, to understand people, to grow uh, and love people. And so um, I went from that to high school. Now, high school was really tough on me because I had to really fight for a rank in the popular kids group, which I never got. I never really received um, this popularity that I was seeking. And so this whole past that I had, my dad really didn't have any hope for me to go to school, to graduate, to do anything. Um, people really didn't see me as something uh, other than the bad boy or the guy who's going to be um, pretty much not going to do anything with, with his life. And so um, I kind of found myself empty at the age of pretty much 17. I was already done with it. You know, I kind of didn't want to continue. I was contemplating suicide um, and I just really didn't care you know my parents to me were nothing people were nothing I wasn't afraid to to hurt myself I wasn't afraid to hurt anybody and so I kind of carried that with me and at the age of 17 I kind of decided after I having seen my friends go to jail um, seeing my friends uh, die one by one uh, I kind of realized that you know it's it's what would be better what would be better? That was a question. What what should I do? What's next for me? Am I going to be stuck in this mentality of a of a ten year old and not grow, or do I want to become a man? Do I want a family? Do do I want to have kids? Do I want to have that struggle? And so that's when I I, I kind of received something um, in church. It's called the calling, right? And so I received the calling. Went to the seminary. I'm gonna try to keep it as as neutral as possible. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give my experience so I can touch the main topic today. So I received this calling to become a priest, a Catholic priest. For all those who know me from high school, um, it came as a surprise because they didn't know where I went right after high school. I went straight to the seminary. I kind of you know was held back because I skipped so much. I, I was held back uh, two years actually. 
and but luckily I was able to graduate a year after instead of three years after um, and so I finally graduated um, and I got I got you know sent pretty much to go to a seminary now this seminary I had to go do some crazy stuff now this is where my journey of motivation comes in so all these people who thought I was not I wasn't gonna be anything it's not that in my mind I had the goal to, to prove them wrong never my goal was to be happy that's what I wanted to be happy and so I had to kind of risk at that at that time I was kind of you know just living life I was really didn't know what to do you know so I kind of had to risk I kind of had to put my my wishes and desires to the side and um and just face life as is so I had to travel um I'm not gonna get into that too much I had to kind of travel the risk was not being able to see my family ever again which it was either my happiness or remain here and and just destroy my my own family my parents my siblings uh with my attitude the way I was acting um so it was a roll of the dice of the dice I had to do something I had to reach happiness one way or another so I had to risk um and risk I did I ended up getting at random getting sent to New York New Jersey to the seminary and I stayed there for about four or five years um I stayed there I studied I um did as much as I as, as I could there I and little by little I grew from um from a I think it was 18 to a 23 year old um and big a big change I learned how to dress because I was I was dressing like a scumbag I was really dressing bad um had no way to do my hair no care for my body um for all those who know me i mean i'm a skinny guy but i was just too skinny then um i was honestly going i was going nuts i mean i had no no direction in my life and so um that's where i kind of kind of grew i, I found my personality i found what i liked i found my passions um uh, and and so many other things i discovered but then came a decision to either continue or to go back now this decision i of course i had to make i'm not going to get into it but uh pretty much i uh, I, I i went back home which is uh dallas texas went back to dallas and i continued my journey Along the way, before I met my wife, which was maybe a year and a half to two years later, um, but during that 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 uh, time span, I, I I made a couple wrong turns. You know, I um, I really did make a mistake. Um, I'm not gonna get into detail with that either, but I did make a mistake, and so I had to get up from it. I couldn't stay there, so I got up. I uh, had to break things off with a girlfriend. Um, uh, I had I had to, you know, in order to be happy, I had to risk um, because what I was risking at that moment was, is she the one for me or not? And so, in order for me to find out, I had to break up with her. And so I broke up with her, 
And uh, little did I know that that was the happiest, um, the happiest or the best thing to ever happened. Because after that, I was able, shortly after, believe it or not, I, uh, I found my wife. Now, during that time, of course, that's when I had to kind of uh, rethink my life. Because who I thought was going to be for me or with me is not there anymore. So I had to jump to another thing, but not jump. I had to, it was a process. It was something that I knew was right. And little by little I had, I had to kind of get up from it before I could take the next step. And so as soon as I met my wife, I knew right then and there that the next step needed to be taken. So um, I got with my wife, um, we were dating. Well, we were taught, we, we got to know each other for about nine months. Then I proposed five months after, uh, and then I asked her to be my girlfriend after the nine months. And then five months later, I asked her to, to marry me. Now, here's another thing. Whenever uh, we were just getting to know each other, um, she kind of, of course, because of a relationship, she was confused in the sense that she was scared. She was not confused, she was scared to be with me. But that made me suffer, that made me, it was a, a, another struggle because she's from Houston. And so I had to come to Houston um, to see her, to talk to her. And so the whole time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving her my heart, but she was scared, which is okay. I'm not blaming her, it was something good for me because it was a test for me. If I was able to withstand um, the humiliation of her being scared, of her saying no to me, of her telling me she didn't like me when she, in reality, she did, um, and not withstand it and, and just give up, I wouldn't be married today. I wouldn't have a child today. I would have just quit, but I didn't, and I continued. Well, then, during the uh, engagements, I, um, I, got, I got fired from my job. I moved from Dallas uh, to Houston. And I got let go because I injured my back. I injured my back. I was a Mason's helper. And so as I was carrying these blocks, uh, they were falling and uh, I caught the whole bundle of blocks. Uh, and I kind of snatched, I mean, not snatched, I kind of uh, snapped my back and uh, that was it. I'm, I'm currently still injured from it. But because of that, I couldn't work I couldn't lift heavy things at that time and so they just let me go and this was two months before the wedding we still had things to pay and uh, I got let go um, and that this is where uh, certain people just began to think that maybe I wasn't for her and so began to tell her that now another struggle I was here in Houston by myself I have no family here and so but I didn't quit I went, I got up every day. I came up with the idea to go cut grass. I went to go cut grass uh, with my uh, father-in-law who had a, a, a lawnmower. And I began to cut grass to get some money. And I didn't quit because I knew there were ways to, find, to get money. So then we finally, um, at this point, my, my wife was uh, uh, still uh, doubting and uh, wanted to cancel the wedding but I, I per persevered. I said no. And so we went on with the wedding. 
after the wedding, uh, everything was good. But then, um, she gets pregnant about a year and a half later, where things truly began to get rough. And so, her pregnancy is not a normal pregnancy. She 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 lost weight. She got she she was throwing up every single day. She couldn't eat. She couldn't smell anything. So pretty much, it was a pretty. I mean, I'm not gonna go a hundred percent into detail, but it was a pretty. It was a pretty rough pregnancy for her. Um, and so she had to quit her job. And I had, I was a sole provider. And so little by little, that's where the struggle began with us. And so the, uh, we were fine. I got a job, I got a raise, and it was all good. Uh, and then my son was born. And, um, and now she's pregnant again uh, after a year. Uh, so she's pregnant again. And we continue in a struggle. Okay. Now you may be thinking, okay, if you're struggling now, why are you doing a podcast? Why are you spending time doing a podcast? Well, I currently, uh, I, I do have a job. Uh, I mean, it's not the best in, out there, right? It's, it's a sales job. So if, if I don't sell, I don't get paid, which is, it's something, you know, at least I know if I sell, I'll, I'll get something, but I'm not quitting. That's the point. Am I struggling? Yes. Does it make me? Does it make me uneasy? Yes, it does. It, I, it, it hurts me to see my family struggle. It hurts me to see my son run around and I can't afford to buy him uh, some toys. All the toys that he has, for the most part, other people have bought him. It hurts me. It does. It hurts me to see my wife struggle and, and, and or wanting to give my wife something and I can't because I can't afford it. It hurts me. It does. But the reality of life is I have to face life as is. I God has put me in this position for a reason. What it is, what is it? I do not know. But I am not quitting. I cannot quit. Because if I quit, I take down my whole family with me and that cannot happen. It cannot happen. So when I mean motivation, I know what people are going through. I know everyone has a struggle and I understand you. I'm not here just talking out of my ass to tell you to motivate you and that's it. No, I'm motivating you because it motivates me to motivate you. It motivates me to see you motivated it's, it's, and, and achieving what you want. Motivation is everything that it's a motor that we, that we have in us that to continue to hear something good to know that there's that at the end of the rainbow there will be the pot of gold but we need to fight we need to continue once again giving up and quitting are two separate things giving up you at least tried 100% everything you could you asked for help and you realize that you couldn't continue, okay, that's fine. Give up, it's okay, that's respect. But quitting because things get hard, that's not something to be respected. Because you quit halfway through not knowing the end result. Knowing the end result is the important thing. Of course, the giving up People never make it to the end, but they make it 
They made it towards, they were going towards it and they just couldn't get there. Not because they didn't want to, but because life, God, um, Allah, um, any, anything, anyone you believe in the universe, anyone in my, in, in my belief system, it's God. God didn't want you to be there. So I want to encourage all of you to join me in this struggle, to join me in motivation, to tell the person next to you that you're there for them. Don't quit on them. I have people close to me who are struggling right now and I'm there for them. How can I be there for them? My belief system, once again, I pray for them. I'm there to try to help them out. They want to come over, come over. You want to talk, I'm here to hear you. And I'll bite my tongue to not give you my, my opinion, which some, that's something else that I've, I've been struggling with. But I will not give you my opinion. I will try not to. The hardest thing for me just because I have a big mouth. But no, motivation, be there for someone. Trust me, I have, I have friends who are dead because they've killed themselves. And that hurts me. I don't want to see anyone kill themselves because of lack of motivation, because of, of la lack of talk, lack of speaking up. No, try everything. Don't ever consider it. Suicide is not the answer. It is not. If you ever need to talk to someone, especially people who are close to me, um, that know me, please, if you ever have a doubt in your mind, talk to me. I am here to listen. The whole point of this podcast going moving forward will be to motivate all my guests, all the interviews, um, all the videos will be to motivate you in life. Of course, this was just a spontaneous uh, pod, uh, episode. I wanted to talk about something different. I wanted to talk about travel. But then I saw that it's not the biggest thing. It's not something that people need to hear right now. What people need to hear right now is motivation. Hit the gym. You want to hit the gym? You want to lose 20 pounds per week? Hit the gym. And it'll be possible. You need someone to yell at you. Call me. I'll be there. You need some. You want to go run. You want to run five miles a week. Run them. Do not just think about it. Do it. What we need in life is action, not just thought. Without the action, you can have the thought, but without action, you don't accomplish anything. You can think anything you want, anytime you want, but action, you do it and you'll see the results. So I encourage you to, to speak, to not quit, and to fight for what you, you would love to do and accomplish it. I'm here for you. I am your host, uh, Joe, and I hope you stay tuned for next episode. Um, it'll be a very good one.